Hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is December 23rd, 2022. Uh, let's see, how are you doing? Hopefully you're well, hopefully you're nice and cozy right now. I know for me, uh, I am trying to stay nice and snug because it's really cold outside. And uh, beyond that, it is snowed, yes. Um... Let's see, we more or less had a bit of a snowpocalypse, if you will. Uh, I mean, it's kind of just been a bit of a nationwide thing. Uh, you know, U.S., Canada has hit a huge, what they've been calling an Arctic blast. But, I mean, man, we've had temperatures in, like, the negatives. I mean, right now we're still clocking at negative 2 degrees Fahrenheit. I wish I knew what that was in Celsius. I know I might have a couple of international listeners out there. Hi, hello. Um, but yeah, um, it's been a bit nippy, eh? I actually tried to go to work. Uh, my job was like, hey, you know, you can come in late. We already know it's going to be really bad. And so I got up a little later, tried to warm up my car. I mean, I, it was, it's the type of cold where if you're out there long enough, you start feeling your eyeballs start to like freeze. It's very unsettling. It's very cold. Very, ugh. Uh, and I'm not a cold weather guy. I'm just not here for it. Um, so, you know, I try to get my car up the street to the side streets. I get to the side streets. I can't see any road. It's just all snow. I'm on it. I can just feel the groaning of the snow in on my car. I'm like, no, this ain't it. I'm I'm cool. So I called off. And then I even got a text message later. Uh, saying that, like, our carriers who come to the warehouse aren't even able to get in. So, you know, they more or less, they're not getting any work. You know, it's it's a snow day, for real, for real. Um, So I, I think in some ways it, people were, you know, expecting it. I've been dreading it all week. Um, oh, excuse me. You know, work's been okay. You know, we've been slow. But just, like, the idea of just coming in and working in my little dumpster with just my little lantern thing to keep me warm. Oh, man, I knew it was going to be a rough ride. But I was like, nope, can't even get there, so don't even worry about it. Uh, let's see. Food Corner, though, not much to really report on. It's been a really ho-hum week. I've just been kind of keeping my my head to the streets, my nose to the street. I forget what that phrase is. But, you know, I've been, I've been working. That's pretty much it. Uh, despite being slow, I've still just had a lot of work that's been keeping me on the job for my full 10 hours a day so that's nice yay 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 um well i, I guess it, full 10 hours for me i don't know some people will be doing 12 hours and that sounds really crazy um no way no how <laughs> uh so we can just get into the news i feel like we do actually have a lot to get to anyway let's see we'll start with uh Reuters, uh russian kamikaze drones um, that's you know, kamikaze. They put that in quotes. Uh, hit Kiev. Putin has talks in ally Belarus. So this is a bit of an update on the you know Ukrainian Russia front, if you will. Um, essentially, there has been more of these drone strikes on you know key infrastructure points uh, that have to do with energy. Essentially, we're we're talking about weaponizing the winter. Uh, more of that. These drones, from what I'm hearing, are like, I believe, like they are Iran- Iranian 
made drones that Russia bought and then are using. So, you know, essentially it's, it's a way for them to kind of get around sanctions, stuff of that nature, and, um, you know, still f- keep their war effort going or their special operations, whatever they, they want to call it today. Um, so that's, you know, one half of the article. And then it's also about uh, Putin meeting up with um, Alexander Lukashenko, um, his Belarusian counterpart. Um, they have some talks. They really don't talk too much about what's going on in Ukraine. They more or less just keep it about, um, I don't know, it feels like, I, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, I should not. I read the article, right? Uh, it's more or less just they're shoring up and saying, hey, you guys thinking that we're going to come, like that Russia is going to come and try to absorb or annex or do anything to Belarus or even have you guys do more fighting. That's crazy. You guys are being silly. You're being stupid. No, no, never. Um, I mean, who knows? I, I think it's possible that given whatever the future holds, that Russia will do whatever it takes to try to get this war over as, as quick as they can or at least get to the point of what, you know, what they maybe hype, you know, theorize is like, hey, whatever's going to make Ukraine submit to us and at least let us get these territories so we can close this chapter. Um, that's kind of my speculation uh, viewpoint on what maybe they're trying to do from here. Um, you know, but from Ukraine's side, it doesn't look like they're letting up. They're not letting this whole, you know, lack of power situation really stop the effort. No one, I haven't heard any pleas or anything like that, um, from within Ukraine to be like, hey, we need to like go to the negotiating table, which is what Russia wants, um, right now. Also, I mean, Russia's kind of in a situation too, where they are at a standstill one because of winter. They, they aren't doing anything on the ground right now. Um, and they're also waiting for the mobilization of, you know, more troops and things of that nature. Um, let's see, we're on a bit of a tangent here, but, um, I mean, there's more that you could, you know, extract from this article, but I feel like that's a little baby bits. Um, and some other news though, um, I'm getting this from C-SPAN, but I mean, this is a video of the speech, but, um, Ukrainian president Zelensky, uh, addresses a joint meeting of Congress. I'm kind of paraphrasing the title there, but, um, you know, essentially Zelensky made a big trip, uh, his first trip, I think to America. And he also went to Poland as well. So, I mean, this is a big trip in general. He hasn't really left the country, um, since the war started in February. So it's a big move. I think just the presence of him in America is a big sign. It's a lot of symbolism in a lot of ways. It's saying, hey, we are really making this fight, and this is a big deal that I'm here, and what I have to say is important. And essentially, he was just appealing to the people, thanking people like in America, um, you know, for all that, you know, they've done, and, you know, essentially that this isn't charity, but that this is, um, you know, an, an investment in like global security. Um, he really wanted to have that narrative. And I mean, it makes sense. I will definitely gives, uh, you know, president Zelensky a lot of credit. He leans on his background as an actor, um, very heavily, like his charisma. It, it really does shine through in a lot of ways. Um, I was listening to, was it Chapo Trap House? They call him, 
the J- Ukrainian Jimmy Fallon. And I laugh my ass off, but it really does hit. And uh, I mean, whether you like Jimmy Fallon or not, like it, it's just the bill. But imagine that, like you're that guy and you're a president. Like um, he actually did um, a uh, show series where he was a actor who had became president. And then he then later flips that into a whole campaign where he becomes president. So, I mean, the fact that he is pulling this whole thing off, the fact that, you know, in the first, you know, coming weeks, months that he wasn't assassinated, like Russia just thought when they were just rolling through Ukraine trying to make this happen. Um, I mean, it really does say a lot. And um, with this meeting, um, also it is kind of backed with more support. I believe we're giving them about $2 billion in aid. I believe at least a little bit under that, I think. And also we are giving them a Patriot like missile system, Patriot missile defense system, something like that. Essentially it is a system that is supposed to help like, um, be a defensive thing against, uh, missiles. And, um, you know, Putin has kind of come out and said, Hey, that's kind of bullshit period. But then also it's not even really going to help you all that much. Our missiles are newer and better anyway, whatever. Um, but it is a big deal, um, cause it's just a big, once again, a symbol, a symbol that like, Hey, we are backing you guys. Like maybe not to the hilt, but we are giving you a lot of firepower, a lot of support. Um, granted in the long term, what does this really mean? Ugh, who can say? Also, it's just one. Also on top of that, you have to take the time to train people, um, you know, Ukrainian soldiers to use it. Um, so, you know, time will tell how effective this all is. But, I mean, hey, you know, Zelensky came out. And, like I said, once again, to the charisma, he came out in, the in like, a Ukrainian, you know, green sweatshirt, combat, you know, fatigue-type pants. You know, he looked like he literally just hopped off the, hopped off the war front to America. Um, he gave them a signed, like, Ukrainian flag, you know, with a bunch of people's names and stuff on it. And then... Um, Nancy Pelosi gave him a, a um, American flag that was flown over Congress that day. So, you know, vibes were high. High vibrations, I guess, for, for that stuff. <laughs> um, let's see. In some other news, we're going to be talking crypto. We're going to be talking finance. We're going to be talking Sam Bankman-Fried, if the page loads. Having some internet issues a little bit here. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, let's see, essentially from one that I got from ABC News, um, Sam Bakeman fried is essentially agreeing to extradition, um, from the Bahamas. Sorry guys, I'm kind of waffling here a little bit. Um, but essentially he was going back and forth on the day saying like, oh, you know, I don't want to go to, you know, face you know, I don't want to go to America because if I go to America, that's really facing the music for real. And, um, but the situation is for him right now, or it was for him until, you know, he came to America was like, Hey, you're going to have to go to a Bahami in jail. And that's no picnic. That's no cakewalk. Um, they're already like packed to the gills with people. Um, you know, the conditions aren't the greatest. He was in like a medical ward or what have you, but even so, like, at um, his initial sentencing or one of his initial sentencings, he had to like 
um, asked to like take a minute to go put his patch on. Like his, he had a a patch he uses for like his depression or something like that. And um, essentially, he needed a an opportunity to go take that, and because he couldn't even take it, you know, at the jail. And it just seemed like okay, there's no shot that you're gonna actually stay here, bro. Like you're gonna actually fight it all the way. And essentially he said, you're right. I'm going to go to New York and face music. So I think on a plane, he gets on a plane Tuesday and um, that'll leave us to our second article. Man, this is the first time there's a little inside baseball here for you guys. I literally a whole last article is just not working. Um, oh, well. Oh, well. Um, oh, there he goes. Um, I'll read the title from the article I was referencing. Sam Bakeman Freed. Uh, lands in U.S. after being ex- extradited from the Bahamas, or from Bahamas, and that was ABC News. Um, in the other article, Sam Bankman-Fried, Sam Bankman-Fried's ex-girlfriend, FTX co-founder, plead guilty to criminal charges. Now, this um, more or less takes place, and I guess this kind of has been taking place. I um, you know, listening to you know podcasts, hearing you know ins and outs. I had heard that someone kind of did some open source researching or whatever, and they had seen and found out that Caroline Edison, who is the CEO of Alameda Research, and that's uh, SBF's uh, privately controlled hedge fund, um, she was like at a Starbucks in New York, and that Starbucks was like close to a um, like a federal government building. So people were, like, putting two and two together and being like, oh, she's snitching. She's snitching right now. Now, I mean, these are kind of allegedly things. Like I said, this is, like, I hearsay shit. But it does add up. It does make sense in the situation where it's like, look, we know, like, the government knows who they want in these situations. And some people could say that, oh, you know, the, you know, the powers that be moved very quickly. Some people, in my opinion, would kind of say they didn't move that fast. Like, this man was able to talk his ass off. And some people were like, well, that's what they wanted. They wanted to see if he was going to say something more incriminating. Um, And some of that has even been said to have been used or will be used in his prosecution. So, you know, who? but long story short, whatever your opinion is on the matter, he is, you know, going through the process now. Uh, in these kind of processes, the people who are below the person they really want are very ripe for something like this, where it's like, hey, you know you're on the hook for all this shit. We're coming to you right here, right now, because we're giving the opportunity to make this a little bit easier on yourself. So, like I said, Caroline Edison, who is the CEO of Alameda Research Group, and then there's also Gary Wang, who is the co-founder of FTX, uh, they pleaded guilty earlier this week. So, you know, that's no, that's, that's not good for SBF. Essentially, that's saying, hey, I'm on this plane now going to New York facing the music, like I said, and I know now that the people who are in my polycule or a part of my little group, whatever, they are, you know, they're turning on me. And that's not going to make things good for him, um, especially if he's going to come and try to do any pleading. I really think you're the one that they're going to make an example of. Uh, so let's see. I think it does have, um, some of their sentences here. If we didn't scroll past it, do, 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 do. I know they they were facing a lot of time. Let's see. 
Um, Ellison pleaded guilty to conspiracy to commit wire fraud on customers of FTX. Wire fraud on customers of FTX. Conspiracy to commit wire fraud on lenders of Alameda Research Group. And wire fraud on lenders of Alameda Research Group. Conspiracy to commit uh, commodities fraud. Conspiracy to commit securities fraud. And conspiracy to commit money laundering, according to the court documents. Together, the seven counts carry a maximum sentence of 110 years in prison. So they are coming to her and saying, this is what you have up against you, okay? So let's get the record straight. And essentially what that means is, hey, tell us what happened. Tell us what SBF did. Because that's how it's going to play out, according to her. They're all going to make it say, hey, this is what happened. And at the end of the day, he was the man at the helm. Um... Let's see, um, Wang pleaded to four counts, conspiracy to commit wire fraud on customers of FTX, wire fraud on customers of XTX, um, blah, 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 yada, 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 he faces up to 50 years in prison. Um, but essentially, this just makes the most sense that they are going to use their testimonies to say, hey, we're going to give you a lighter sentence, you won't have to face all of this time that you're up against, you'll have to face a chunk of it, and you're going to go up against, you know, and testify against SBF. And uh, that's not good for, that's not good for our guy here. He's uh, not good. He's not looking great. Uh, he's going to be hitting the ground running per se. Um, I mean, if you haven't gleaned my personal takes on this shit, I, I do think he is criminally liable. Um, I think they all are. Um, so seeing them all get some time is, is apt, is good to me. Uh, I mean, we'll see when, you know, the dust settles, what everyone's going to wind up getting. Um, I'm obviously going to still keep getting, you know, coverage on it because it's big news. And I, I do find it very interesting. You know, we're talking crypto. We're talking fraud. We're talking all this shit. I, I personally, I, I don't think that cryptocurrency is dead, like completely. I, I don't think it's completely over. But I think it's one of those things where it's definitely in one of those epically low points where it's like, there's no reason to touch this shit right now. Now, I mean, hey, five, ten years from now, maybe we're talking different. Maybe cryptocurrency is going to make a resurgence. But right now, uh, the ramifications of just this whole incident alone is just going on and on and on and on. It's just more and more companies are feeling it and dealing with it. Um, it's very crazy. Uh, but the last part I wanted to talk about here on the whole FTX, FT, or F. SBF, man, all these acronyms are fucking me up. It's not just the alcohol guys, I promise. Um, let's see. From CNBC, FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried to be released on $250 million bail uh, will live with his parents. So, um, like I said, he's back in the States. Essentially, he is back in his parents' home. In a full circle moment, I mean, you you started this whole year in a baller-ass manor mansion in the Bahamas. You're the fucking king of this FTX exchange empire. You're rubbing, you know, shoulders with Tom Brady. And now you're back at home with your parents. No money. He says he has $100,000 to his name or less than that, uh, which is hell, hell, hell of a lot more money than I fucking have. And I didn't commit any goddamn fraud. Um, but whatever, that's, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> um, but um, it's crazy that this whole situation kind of gets put into place, in my opinion, uh, 
Um, and also, I mean, it's a conversation on how bail works, which is, a, I don't know, a sticky, interesting thing in some ways. Um, I'm hoping to cover another article story in this weekend um, about uh, cash bail and, and things of that nature. But um, essentially, this is like one of the biggest bails ever set. Um, now... SBF only had to pay a portion of it, and he had to agree to the stipulations of uh, the bail, which is, it is a, um, more or less a, like, a, it, it's not a house arrest, really. He can make movements to, like, his gym, to, like, work out, um, and he's limited to, like, uh, certain areas, but, like, he essentially is at home. Um, also, the bond was secured by equity in his family home. And by signatures of his parents and two other individuals with considerable assets. So essentially a lot of people are on the hook if he just try to run. Uh, let's see, what else did I want to cover here? Oh yeah, also another thing I love, this I, I knew about this, but it says this in the article. His parents, both Stanford law professors, were present in the courtroom. And to me it's kind of funny because... Um, FTX will will go on and on about how like he just didn't see this coming, how he just didn't understand how this could happen. But really, it's one of those things where it's like, bro, you didn't ask for help, you didn't care. Like you just were seeing all this money happening. You thought, hey, we've done all the work, we're good. We can just kind of go on cruise control. And you just start taking gobs of money and doing whatever the fuck he wanted. Um, at least that's what it seems like. And it's like there was just no real record keeping. There was no real, um actual stewardship of this business and yeah lo and behold things went off the rails um let's see oh yeah that's right he's also gonna have a um electronic monitoring uh bracelet um he'll have to submit to mental health counseling and restrict himself uh to travel within and between the northern district of california and the southern and eastern districts of new york so, I mean, it's, it is a very, like, people were acting like this is almost like, like, oh, this is like some hardcore lockdown shit. Like, uh, like no, he's, he's essentially getting a chill. It's just a weird bail because there's stipulations to it. Usually when you pay your bail, you are just, like, not allowed to leave the country. You have to report to all these things. At least that's my knowledge of it. Like, I, you, I don't think you can leave the state, like, type shit, but you're you're generally good to go but with him he's able to go from you know california to new york in some ways it almost feels like kind of cooler i don't know maybe i'm tripping maybe i'm perping here but um essentially he just had to come up with a portion of it agreed all this shit and you know now he's you know on his own reconnaissance i guess or to a point uh, let's see, let's see. Oh, also, he is barred from opening any new lines of credit of more than $1,000 while awaiting trial. Um, let's see, which I, I really couldn't imagine, though, a, um, anyone trying to do business with this man right now. <laughs> this man is toxic stock, but, um, that is definitely a stipulation. And also, he has, like, access to $1,000. That's also pretty cool. Once again, lucky. Sounds nice. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, we I want to move on now. We've kind of been in the uh, FTX FBF uh, nexus here. I'm even gonna hit hit it hit my break a little early. Well, I'm working hard over here on a snow day. I'm you know no less. I'm crazy.
Okay. All right. Uh, um, this next one I got from the Associated Press. Um, also, I would like to say uh, trigger warning for this one and probably the, well, not probably, definitely the other article I'm going to cover. Uh, it is a, you know, rape, sexual assault. Um, in case you want to, like, speed through, I have, like, one more article after these two. So, like, I don't know, maybe, like, two, three minutes tops I'm going to sing on this shit. But um, Harvey Weinstein found guilty of rape in Los Angeles trial. So... The Weinstein case trial shit, I haven't covered too much. I mean, we're talking about a, and not that I want to play it down, but just that it's one of those things where, as a man, I do not like trying to throw in my two cents here because I don't feel like I'll ever get it right. Um, at the end of the day, I do feel like you want to believe women. You want to side with them, hear the story out, and then when we're going through these legal shit, let that shit play out the way it's the fucking supposed to be. Um, I, I always like to hope that people hear the, the the situation and they go, okay, this person's a rapist. Let's fucking get this guy in jail and keep him there. Um, but in the situation with Harvey Weinstein, um, he's already uh, two years into a 23-year sentence uh, for rape and sexual assault. Um, it is under appeal. Um, but let's see. He um, is essentially up for 24 more years um, in California um, from this verdict. Now, um, this one, you know, even though there was a guilty verdict of this amount of time, I, there's definitely some wins and losses. Um, let's see. The three guilty counts involving an Italian actor and model known as uh, known at the trial as Jane Doe 1, um, struck a major blow against the disgraced movie mogul and provided another um, hashtag MeToo moment of reckoning uh, five years after the magnet of the movement, after he became a magnet of the movement, Harvey Weinstein. Um, so, let's see, I'm trying to think. He was found guilty of rape, forced oral copulation and other sexual misconduct counts involving the woman who said he appeared uninvited at her hotel door during Los Angeles Film Festival in 2013. Um, there are other um, allegations that came up um, let's see that the jury wasn't able to reach a decision on um, one was involving, uh, Jennifer Seibel Newsom, uh, who is a documentary filmmaker and the wife of California Governor Gavin Newsom. Um, there was a mistrial declared on those counts. Um, so potentially that could be refiled. Um, that being said, they might not. It might depend on what they hear, what the verdict is. Because like I said, this is a 70-year-old man who is already on a 23-year conviction um stack whatever is going to come from this one that's already set um which he's probably going to try to appeal let's be honest he's going to keep trying to fight this as long as he can it's all he can do um but i mean that being said he would he would be in his hundreds so essentially this is effectively a life sentence if these if these all stick 
Um, I'm sure these are going to be things that prosecution is going to mull over and think about and see how they play out. Um, but I mean, let's see. I, I, I don't like getting into too much of the gush here because obviously it's a lot. It's very dark. It's very, um, you know, hard to get through, especially if anyone's had to endure or go through that kind of shit. Um, let's see. The defense here is really gross, in my opinion, because essentially they, they use the quote here from Alec Jackson, who is uh, Weinstein's attorney, um, and this is something he had said in his closing argument, uh, regret is not the same thing as rape. Uh, essentially saying that these people have remorse or guilt or what have you over a situation that they willingly agreed to, saying that the sex... Uh, whatever happened between them and Weinstein was a consensual act. And it's like, no, dude, come on. No, you. this person is a person who is disrupting a whole person's life, oftentimes trying to hold a person's whole career, um, you know, over their head. And essentially saying, if you don't have sex with me, if you don't let me do what I want, which in some situations, not to get too crass here, but it's like situations where he's like, you know, trying to grope them and pin them in a bathroom while he, like, masturbates in front of them. It, it's gross, disgusting, disturbing fucking shit. And he's trying to say, well, they let it happen. They said, yes, it is what it is. It's like, no, dude, it's not what it is. It's it's fucking rape. So, you know, I say justice served, It, but it is sad that not all the cases were able to you know reach a full verdict you know not seeing a guilty verdict that hurts i'm sure for the people who you know their voices you know more or less weren't fully heard um just as wasn't served for them but i think seeing this man locked up is the key i think that's very important um so that's a good thing but while i was researching for the episode uh looking at this article there uh, was talk about Danny Masterson, who I've talked about a little bit. I haven't gone too deep into the trial. Once again, it's hard to cover this fucking shit. I kind of chose saying, hey, at that time, Danny was kind of newer. That's someone I actually gave a shit. That, you know, I watched that 70s show. Shit, I just saw pictures of that 90s show. Like, that shit's about to drop. I'm like, fuck, man. Like, and that reminded me here in this article um, that um, his trial was going, you know, at the same time. So... I clicked the link and um, not gonna you know get too in the details here once again, uh, but this is from Associated Press: mistrial after jury deadlock in Danny Masterson rape case. So, um, you know, kind of like some of the parts of Weinstein's case went to a mistrial. Um, essentially, that's what happened here with Danny Masterson. His lawyer is moving to try to um, dismiss the whole thing. So we'll see about that. But um, most, I would hope and think that there's just going to be a retrial here. Um, and this is due to the jury deadlock. And I think that's why Masterson, Masterson's lawyer is trying to make that push. and saying, hey, this wasn't because of any kind of error or any kind of like thing. It's just the jury didn't make a decision. They couldn't fully go one way they couldn't fully rule guilty so um you know that can be one of those things where it's like well we'll see how that goes uh i really do hope that there is a retrial and um you know we see the full verdict here because i i personally do think it, he should be guilty 
Um, it is a little bit weird that like the Church of Scientology kind of becomes the focus here, but it's understandable because that was the vehicle that Mashton was kind of using in a lot of these situations to talk to women, influence women, do the things he was doing. So that's icky. That's gross. Um, also, the Church of Scientology was involved in like you know, confronting witnesses, coercing witnesses to not maybe have the same statements. I mean, at least allegedly. Um, I feel like I got to say that as a podcaster, right? In these kind of situations, um, you know, hey, don't don't gang stop me, y'all. <laughs> don't don't leave Ramini me, okay? Please, uh, I beg. Um, but yeah, um, you know, to kind of reiterate, um, this is a case uh, where. You know, allegedly, I guess I keep saying that shit. Masherson raped three women, including a former girlfriend in his Hollywood Hills home between 2001 and 2003. And the church dissuaded them from going public for years. Um, so in a way, yes, they are on trial. But at the end of the day, this is about what Masterson did. Like, yes, dude, Scientology is weird, kooky, gross. And not to mention the shit they are doing behind the scenes is that. But... This is about Masterson doing what he did. And um, like I said, definitely a bummer because it's like I'm pretty sure he's going to be on the new uh, Netflix show, you know, that 90s show or whatever. Um, but um, yeah, like this is obviously, you know, you got to separate that shit in that regard. Like this isn't that cool. This isn't Hyde, you know. This is definitely a man who used his power and his privilege to assault women. So fuck that shit. Um, you know, I'll definitely try to keep you posted if I hear more. I, I was surprised that it literally took me hearing this in a link, but news can kind of move in like a weird way. And sometimes if you're not on it, you don't see it. So I just got lucky at least seeing this here. Um, uh, but yeah, or maybe I'm just a dummy. Maybe this was available, but I didn't hear it in my, my little general feed. So um but yeah i got one more thing to talk about before i let you go uh thank you for bearing with me being so patient uh, like i said i had time today with a snow day so i wanted to cover a lot uh, let's see let's see but this one is an update and i would say i would call it good news from the associated press Arizona to remove shipping container wall. Ooh. Uh, uh. <laughs> Arizona to remove shipping container wall from Mexico border. All right. Oh, I forgot to have a little sippy sippy. Oh. Oh, oh Nelly. Okay. Okay, okay. Um, so there um, was a story I left you guys on. Essentially... I'm trying to think of this guy's name, Ducey, Doug Ducey. Uh, I call him Doug Ducey. Or, oh fuck, I said it wrong. <laughs> womp womp. Um, one take, Jake over here. That's staying in. Um, Ducey, Doug Ducey was a joke. <laughs> I'd call him Doug Ducey. Oh god. Uh, mm, mm, okay. Anyway, uh, essentially, this guy had a crackerjack idea. And he's like, I'm going to stop migration. I'm going to stop these these illegals from coming over. And I'm just going to put a, I'm going to make a wall. I'm going to build a wall just like Trump is was going to do. But I'm going to do it with shipping containers. 
Yeah, that didn't go gangbusters with anyone. No one liked that. Everyone hated that. Um, so essentially, uh, the Biden administration and the Republican governor entered into an agreement that Arizona will cease installing the containers in the uh, Coronado National Forest, the only national forest along the border, according to court documents filed Wednesday. Um, now, I mean, they're kind of... Uh, maybe I'm misinterpreting a little bit of how they're saying, but they're like, yeah, they didn't want to like fill the gaps here. Like, um, so like we couldn't really fulfill what we wanted to do. So yeah, we're going to take it down. Um, maybe I could just try to read a quote. Maybe saying this out loud will help me. Um, let's see. For more than a year, the federal government has been touting their effort to resume construction of a permanent border barrier. Finally, after the situation on our border has turned into a full-blown crisis, they decided to act. Um, and that was from C.J. Caramargin, Ducey's spokesperson. Better late than never. Um, let's see. Final details are still being worked out on how much it will cost and when it will start, uh, he told Associated Press. the Associated Press. Um, but essentially, you know, Katie Hobbs, who is the incoming governor, she was like, I'm not with this. I'm going to try to find a way to find a solution to like take Skelis back or we can convert parts of it to something useful. Um, uh, like she said, homeless sheltering. But then I'm like, bitch, you're talking about making a Hooverville. That's never a fucking good idea. Which is yet again, it's like, hey, let's take the porn, shuffle them on out of here. It's like people need real homes. You can just give them real homes. Maybe try that instead. Uh, but, you know, I think essentially from what I'm gathering here and what I fucking hope is going to happen is that, hey, the plan is now we are going to start um, taking these containers away because these aren't doing anything and it's just a waste of time and a waste of fucking money. But you have to spend now the money to get them out of there, please. Um, I'll keep you posted if I got that wrong, if I misinterpreted, or if things change. Um, but yeah, that's more or less it. Uh, that's all I got. Uh, thank you so much. I know this is a bit of a girthier episode. I went a little longer. Um, thank you for hanging out and listening if you made it this far. You're a real one. You're a true one. Um, if you'd like to, um, you know, take your support and love to another level, you can become a newsy. Um, at patreon.com slash Isaiah News, uh, $5, it gets you uh, monthly access to more episodes that I put up. I have to pay while well, at least some of them, you know, a little bit helps. Um, also, I, I like the Patreon space because it allows me to uh, get even looser, if you will, and or cover topics that I feel like I don't want to berate my the main feed with, you know? Um, so it's kind of a little bit of a play space, if you will. Also, it gets you Discord access and uh, a shout-out on the podcast if you have anything you want to plug here. Um, you can plug into me. <laughs> uh, other than that, uh, I have a Gmail, um, gmail.com slash Isaiah News 1, or gmail.com at Isaiah News 1. I don't know. I'm awesome, guys. Sorry. Uh, gmail.com, though, Isaiah News 1. You figure that out. And then also uh, the social medias, the Facebooks, the Twitters. I'm on there. I'm sorry from the internet right alongside of you guys. So feel free to hit me up. Um, 
and hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.